Hey, this is Kurt from Power Pop Overdose, and on this week's episode of Front to Back, we feature Jeff Shelton of The Wellwishers and his new album, Shelf Life. If you know me, you know that I'm a huge fan of The Wellwishers, so I'm really stoked that Jeff agreed to share his thoughts and commentaries about his latest album. Now sit back and crank up this episode of Front to Back with Jeff Shelton and The Wellwishers. Hey everyone, this is Jeff Shelton from The Wellwishers. I want to thank Kurt and Power Pop Overdose for having me on this edition of Front to Back to talk about my new album, Shelf Life, which is officially out now as of September 25th. Hard to believe this is the 11th Wellwishers album since I started doing these uh, back in 2003. Wellwishers is primarily a uh, solo project for myself, um, although I've had numerous guest musicians over the years, uh, including a handful of um, people helping me out on this last record, Shelf Life. Didn't necessarily set out to make a new album in 2020. I've been busy the last couple years playing in the San Francisco band Tripwire, which is the first actual band that I've had the opportunity to play with in uh, a number of years. So that has been keeping me occupied musically. But then, uh, of course, uh, the COVID crisis hit in March. Live music evaporated, uh, as we all can attest to. And uh, like a lot of people... um, Found myself with a little uh, extra free time, having work slowed down, having live music ending. Was sort of thrust into this uh, sort of unique situation of picking up the guitar and thinking about all of what's going on in the world and getting a little creative. And uh, all of a sudden, the song started flowing out. So the this entire record, uh, all 11 tracks, pretty much started in mid-March and wrapped up toward the end of August and uh, you know at that point I had a full record out decided to throw it out there and you know make the best of a of a tough situation which all of us are going through with this uh, whole COVID pandemic a lot of the songs kind of touch on those themes that uh, have evolved over the last few months Um, you know isolation frustration you know that sort of unsureness about what's going on in the world but uh, you know also trying to be optimistic and hopeful and, and think about better things to come so you know those themes are kind of prevalent on a lot of the tracks and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about those uh on a track-by-track basis. This album came together pretty quickly, and, uh, you know, I have the luxury of doing all this in a home studio, so it was pretty easy to uh, bust out one song after another. But uh, like I said in the uh, in the in the press sheet for this album, if there's any upside to a uh, a crazy pandemic like the one that we're in now, I think it affords artists free time and uh, sort of an interesting perspective to uh, get their creativity out. So that was the silver lining for this record, and uh, I'm excited to share it with you today. And thanks again to uh, Kurt for giving me the opportunity uh, to do this. The first song on the record is a uh, track called "We Grow Up," and it was actually the first song. I recorded for this process back in uh, mid-March. Um, I always like to lead off records with, um, you know, what I think is sort of a single-sounding song, mid to up-tempo, lots of catchy hooks and all that sort of stuff. So that was sort of the focus on putting this track together. And uh, before I had the notion of even doing a full album, I decided to release it as a single around the end of March. And I did it as a charity single with... Um, all the proceeds collected from it going to a COVID relief fund uh, under the Center for uh, Disaster Philanthropy, which is actually still up. You can buy the single and support that cause uh, on the Wellwishers Bandcamp page. Uh, for the album cut itself, I actually uh, I remixed it and I retracked some of the guitars, so it sounds a little bit different on the album than the original single that I put out in March. So if you want to really dig deep, you can go to the Bandcamp page for the Wellwishers and listen to the variation on that track. Uh, but anyway, yeah, everything kind of flowed from there. Once I got that song out, I was inspired to do more. So it's a fitting lead-off track to this new record. 
The second track on the record is a uh, nice little up-tempo rocker called My Desire. One of my favorite bands, and they're always a reference point and always an influence, is uh, the Canadian band Sloan. I just I love everything they do, and I uh, always get inspired to do a song that I think would be a good Sloan song, you know, with those uh, lots of tight harmonies and uh, sort of crunchy rock textures that, that touch on a lot of pop elements, too. Um, you know, catchy hooks and all of that, tambourine and hand claps and stuff like that. And so that this song was sort of crafted in that vein, um, trying not to rip off anything directly from the band Sloan, but they were definitely an inspiration uh, for this particular track. I was really stoked to get a uh, ripping guitar solo uh, from a guy named Pete Bowen, who uh, used to be a fellow bandmate in a San Francisco band here called Headslide. We played uh, for a couple years, about 2009 to 2011, and he moved away to uh, New Jersey. But uh, thanks to technology and the internet, he was able to uh, just bust out a really awesome guitar solo as well as some uh, textural guitar on the outro uh, for this song. So I'm really thankful for that. It brings it uh, to a whole new rock level, uh, if you will. But anyway, yes, My Desire, track two on the new record. Check it out.
right, we're up to track three on the new Well-Wishers album, Shelf Life. Um, this song is sort of a uh, country-tinged, twangy pop song called Secrets and Lies. A few years back when I was in the San Francisco band Tripwire, frontman and uh, lead guy Marty Schneider, who's one of the nicest guys in the local rock scene up here, actually bought me a used Fender Telecaster as a thank you for... Uh, recording and mixing a lot of the uh, Tripwire stuff that we were doing for a couple records. And uh, I was blown away. I, you know, didn't expect any kind of gift. And he went out of his way and bought me a, a beautiful used Fender Telecaster, which uh, I've played but never actually owned one. So I was really excited to fire it up for this track because it's just uh, the, the, the tone and texture really lends itself to this kind of song with a lot of you know, bright kind of mid-tempo twang that, you know, really kind of highlights a, a song like this. So I was really stoked to uh, get the opportunity to use it for the first time uh, on this song. Also got a fellow Bay Area musical cohort by the name of Bradley Scott, who plays in the great Bay Area band Bye Bye Blackbirds. He did a lot of guitar textures on this as well. You can hear it throughout the song, really adds a lot as well. And he, and he busted out a great uh, guitar solo as well. So shout out to Bradley for helping me out with this track, uh, Secrets and Lies. There's a chance that the night cannot erase The tragedy you stole from this place There's a spot in your heart where the sun don't shine but I wouldn't pump the brakes to save a life But we've both been down on love And we've both been in love for a while I will catch you when I can But I need a helping hand to see the light There's a chance that a dream Saddle up your life 
Hey, it's Jeff Shelton from The Well Wishers here talking about my new release, Shelf Life, which is in stores now. Uh, we're up to track four on the record, which is a, a song called All the Same. And uh, a little bit about this track. Um, I'll start off by saying that with almost every record I've done over the years, I always try to do one song with really heavy but melodic guitar sound. I'm always kind of drawn to that uh, that sort of sound that you know people like I don't know Red Cross get and and Bob Mould uh, in particular. Just that really heavy, heavy distorted guitar, but uh, you know with the melodic kind of pop textures going on. So it's kind of that was sort of the basis of thinking for this particular track. I guess you could say it's the heaviest song on the record, even though it's uh, pretty much a, a short pop song. Um, I was also really excited to use a brand new phaser pedal, which uh, I employed on uh, some of the verses. You can kind of hear it throughout, as well as getting little shards of feedback thrown in there just to you know up the rock level a little bit. But it was a fun track to do. I busted it out pretty quickly, I think in less than a week, uh, as this album was coming together. Uh, lyrically, it kind of... Uh, points to the frustration of the pandemic and kind of throwing up your arms a little bit. It's all the same to me. It's all the same to you. What can we do? Blah, blah, blah. We're, uh, we're all in this together, but it's, uh, it's sort of a question mark as to where we're going to end up. And so that, I guess, thematically, this song kind of points to that, the uh, unknowingness of um, you know, what we're going to do uh, as we get through this strange and interesting time. So here we go. All the same is the track.
right, the next song up is track five, an interesting little mid-tempo ditty called Father of the Bride. I placed it here because it begins on the same chord that the previous song all the same ends on. I think it's F sharp. Anyway, I pieced them together because they kind of flowed together. Originally, I had planned to do this song on piano. I had sort of demoed it out on guitar, so I had the chord structure straight and then uh, started to track it on piano, but I just ended up liking the guitar version better. So I didn't put any piano on this track. I uh, ended up tracking it all on uh, guitar and then, you know, throwing in all the overdubs later. I had the idea of using the song title before I even had the lyrics. I just thought it would be an interesting idea for a song. So it kind of touches on, you know, a little bit of the loneliness and, you know, frustration around weddings, which, uh, you know, I started as the pandemic unfolded over the summer, I started hearing all these stories about weddings being canceled, you know, some of them even going virtual, if you will. But so I, that was sort of the lyrical basis uh, from the point of view of, uh, of a father who maybe has a few daughters that were going to get married and, and couldn't have a wedding and they ended up running away or doing it some other way. And I don't know, it was, it was sort of interesting lyrical basis uh, for this song in particular. Uh, but here you go. Enjoy Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride is feeling lost inside the matrimony haze. Raise a glass for all the daughters that we left to go astray. Father, love the bride, takes it all in stride this time around. No one's shaking hands, no one in a dress to twirl Another one to a doctor somewhere down in New Orleans. They ran away to wet his conscience, and his tux were still left clean. She wrote a letter asking for a little space to set things right. He thinks about the love, the battle lines to save an endless fight.
All right, the next song is uh, track six. It's a nice up-tempo melodic rocker called Hideaway. It was actually the last song that I wrote uh, for this album, but I put it in the middle because um, it seemed like a good uh, break point for the middle of the record. Um, I originally had another uh, song in mind for this particular slot on the record, and I ended up scrapping it because I like this one better. They were pretty similar in style, and um, I think we're even in the same key. Uh, but I had a lot of fun putting the song together. The choruses uh, initially were done with a really high vocal, which um, I didn't like. I could I could almost barely hit the notes, but when I'm when I played it back in the mix, it just sounded like I was, you know, trying to be a metal singer or something, and it just it didn't sit well. So I ended up doing a vocal overdub, a whole octave lower, mixed that in with just a little bit of the uh, uh, the high vocal, which you can kind of hear on the chorus, and uh, it sits a lot better on the ears, I think. So I'm kind of glad I was. <laughs> able to do a little quality control there but uh, anyway enjoy hideaway
All right, we're up to track seven now. You Never Have to Sing a Lonely Song, which uh, holds the honor of being the longest song title that I've ever done and probably the shortest song that I've ever recorded. It clocks in at just barely two minutes long, but somehow I managed to get two, two verses, two choruses, and a bridge in this whole thing in barely two minutes, which is kind of an interesting feat. Didn't really plan it that way, but that's sort of how it came out. Just a straight-up simple pop song, pointing uh, to a little optimism, uh, I think. I guess it's uh, you could say it's, it's a love song as well. Uh, but I think the lyrics sort of speak for themselves, uh, so check it out. You never have to sing a lonely song. Next up on the Well-Wishers, track by track for the new album, Shelf Life, is track number eight, a song called Who Cries. And I'm sure those of you who are music fans are most likely fans of the movie Spinal Tap. One of the classic scenes in that movie is when Nigel sits down at the piano and starts talking about D minor. It's one of the saddest keys. It makes people instantly weep. All right, well, my Nigel moment is with the uh, the chord B7th. It's a simple guitar chord. I always try to employ it whenever I can because it just has a really rich, cool tone to it. That was the genesis for this song, just a little arpeggio riff on a B7th started off the verse and kind of just really framed the whole structure of the song. It's a simple song, gets into some gritty guitar textures uh, when the chorus builds. I will note that um, the bridge... Part of the bridge is a blatant ripoff of uh, the Big Star song in the street. You can kind of hear that with the little guitar walk down that I do. I, I ripped that off pretty blatantly. But it's a fun song. It was uh, it was kind of cool to get a little unique on the solo part as well. Uh, but anyway, enjoy Who Cries. There's a way to find the wisdom in a big mistake Chalk it up to the twist 
All right, next up on uh, the Well Wishers shelf life, front to back, is track number, uh, what are we up to here? Track number nine. It's a short, fun little pop song called Holidays Await. Wrote this one really quickly. I, I sort of remember it all coming together one afternoon. I think coming back from a doctor's appointment or something, I just sat down with a guitar, busted out the whole thing pretty quickly, tracked it within the next several days. I think the lyrical inspiration came from, uh, you know, those tense holiday gatherings, Thanksgiving and Christmas and such, when we might get together with some relatives that hold different political views than we do, and it sort of creates that whole strange relative tension. I know I can attest to that. I'm sure a lot of people can, especially in this really like politically charged climate that we're in. So that was sort of the thematic basis of like, oh boy, holidays await we can all get around and yell and scream at each other about politics, the state of the world, and all that craziness. Not a terribly uplifting lyrical theme for what's what's really kind of an uplifting pop song, but um, I don't know. That's what kind of makes it interesting, at least for me. So enjoy Holidays Await. Right next up is sort of an interesting song called Be The One. Uh, I actually had this song floating around probably for a year or so, and I never finished it up. Didn't even necessarily plan to put it on this record, but I, I needed another song because I wanted to have more than 10 on the record. Um, 
So I finished it up and, uh, and threw it on here. Even though it doesn't totally stylistically fit with everything else, it's a little bit more in kind of the spacey dream pop realm. But I was really happy with the way it came out. It's a little bit of a, a different style and sound, especially with the bridge, which has some programmed drums on it and sort of some spacey guitar textures. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, a lot of 80s post-punk stuff like Echo and the Bunnymen and the Chameleons and the Church. And I always try to employ... Uh, a lot of those great kind of textural guitar sounds that those those bands employ came out a little bit on this song in particular. Uh, but anyway, enjoy it. Uh, it's called Be The One. I can see the battle 
right, well, we're up to the final track on the new Well Wishers album, Shelf Life. It's a song called Only the Rain. I think it's probably the longest song on the record, which uh, makes it a fitting album closer. It's got a sort of a, a long fade out at the end, crescendoing with all sorts of overdubs and things going on there. I was happy to be able to use a little bit of piano, which you can kind of hear on the outro. I think it's the only song that has piano on it on the record. Probably spent the most time working on this song um, just because of all the overdubs and and piecing it together. I had the verses done separately originally and then kind of did the chorus later on and and pieced them both together. I was pretty pretty pleased with the way it came out and um, I hope you enjoy it. It's the album closer. It's called Only the Rain.
Thank you again to Kurt and Power Pop Overdose for having me on uh, Front to Back here talking about the new Well Wishers album, Shelf Life. Really excited to talk about the uh, album tracks and um, get it out there for people. It is available. Uh, you can get it directly on Bandcamp and uh, also all the other great resources like Cool Cat Music, Jam Records, and of course, the big giants like iTunes and Amazon and Spotify. Anyway, thanks again for listening and uh, hope you enjoy the record.